Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for subscribing to 28 Days of Glory, daily segments of biblical principle taught by the right Reverend Levon and Reverend Selena Breland. Let's pray and get right into the lesson. Father, we praise you and thank you for this day. Knowing that this is the day that you have made, we rejoice and are glad. We thank you for another opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. It is the authority of your word that gives me confidence to make boldly known the mysteries of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I do lean and depend on the Holy Spirit as educator and guide to give me clear articulation of speech and deliberation of thought as I make manifold known the wisdom of God. Holy Spirit, I say, have your way. Do what only you can do. Anoint the people's ears to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. And Father, in everything that shall be accomplished and revealed, you be glorified. For it is in the name of the Lord Jesus that I do praise you and give you glory. In Jesus' precious name, amen. We are beginning a new series entitled The Believers of Bible Scholars. Boot Camp, the Believers Bible Scholars Boot Camp. And it has been a challenge of ours to empower biblical literacy. So tonight we're going to subtitle uh, part one, Brilliance Through Biblical Literacy. Brilliance Revealed Through Biblical Literacy. If you have a notebook, we're going to be taking various notes. And this also begins our systematic study of the Word of God. I'm going to explain that and give you some tips on this, and by the end of this particular series, you will have a great appreciation for studying the Word of God. Let's go to a primary passage today, and um, it is a popular one, but I think it is important for us to read. Matter of fact, we're going to go to several scriptures, but let's go to the first one um, found in Timothy, the second chapter. Glory to God. Timothy, the second chapter, verse 15, in the second division of Timothy, that is, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And it also goes on in verse 16, it says, but shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto ungodliness. And then it says, and their words will eat as doth a canker, of course that's a cankerworm, of whom Hymenae and Philetus, and he's speaking of uh, specific people in this passage. But it says, who concerning the truth have erred, saying there that the resurrection is past already and overthrow the faith of some. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this, the Lord um, seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his, and let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. iniquity. And I, I, I should have read verses 14. It says, Of these things put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord, that they strive not about words to no profit, but, be sub, uh, but to the subverting of the hearers to study to show ourselves approved. And it goes on to that. Also in the Word of God, we have read in, in the success commentary, one of the primary passages that uh, provokes us to uh, study and meditation is Joshua, the first chapter, the call of Joshua in the transition of that leadership. And we understand that the Word of God is, is, is the most powerful 
gift that God has given us because it is the it is the authority of God revealed to us. And in the first chapter of Joshua, verse eight through about ten, it tells it says this. It says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of good courage? Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. So we have a promise that he's with us, but he wants us to meditate on the word of God. And, and, of course, you know, in Psalms chapter 1 is another great passage. And I'm just giving you some foundational passages of the Word of God that should be etched in your stone, in, in, into your soul, rather, etched into your stone. But, no, you don't want your heart to be a heart of stone, but you want to be a heart of flesh sensitive to the uh, pulses of God. And so, of course, the, the first scripture is... Um, uh, the first chapter of Psalms gives us the way to prosperity, and it also gives us the way to the God quality of life. It says, "Blessed is the man who does not, who, a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in that law does he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, and his leaves shall also not wither." And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but they are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor the sinners in the congregations of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the ungodly shall perish. In Psalms 119, verses 129 through 131, it says that the testimonies of the Lord are wonderful. Therefore do, doth my soul keep them. The entrance of thy word giveth light, and, and then giveth understanding unto the symbol. I have opened my mouth and, plant, and panted, for I long for thy commandments. The scriptures affirm us that also we have not received the spirit of the world in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. But the spirit of um, the spirit who is from God, that we may understand what is freely given us of given us because uh, of God, and so we know that the Holy Spirit has also been sent in to lead us and to guide us into the truth. So, um, we as the body of Christ must become uh, diligent students of the Word of God, and we must be scholars of the Scripture. No one should be able to over-inform us of what God has freely given that we might know and what we might understand. Amen? So um, I've given you um, uh, Joshua 1, 8, 2 Timothy 2, 14, or 14 through 18, Psalms 119, 121. I've given you 2 Corinthians 2, 12, and I've also given you um, Psalms chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. And those scriptures help give a foundation for why it's important for us to have a high regard for the Word of God. Now, the Word of God is what empowers us to live a godly life 
but it's the Holy Spirit that enables us to live that life by bringing life and light to the Word. And as we study the Word of God, we build ourselves up in our most holy faith through being led and guided by the Holy Spirit. I'm not really trying to quote the Scripture, but I'm trying to encourage us that the, the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. It is the Holy Spirit that illuminates the qualities and the, the intent behind the Word of God. And God wants us to be diligently seeking Him. Of course, let's go to Romans 10, the 10th chapter of Romans, and let's read some scriptures. Now, I know this is kind of foundational, but as we begin to explore and expand our quality of thinking in light of the scriptures, we're going to be even more, propel even more uh, um, in depth in the Holy Ghost as we um, begin to build ourselves, okay? So now it says in verse 17, um, it says, but they have not all obeyed, verse 16, of the gospel. For Isaiah saith, the Lord, the Lord who hath believed our report. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And it says, but I say, have they not heard? Yes, verily, their sound went into all the earth and the words unto the ends of the world. But the, And then it goes into how the children of Israel rejected the word of God. But we are not to reject the word of God. Okay? So, um, because we don't want to be those where the word of God takes of none effect. Now, the word of God, it contains the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it is that gospel, the word gospel means good news, that motivates us and inspires us to connect these words to living, for the just shall live by faith. Um, and we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. And so God's word is potent with, the, with, with power, with the power of the gospel. And the gospel enables us to live a quality life. In the first chapter of Romans, it says, concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the son of God with power, according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection of, from the dead, by whom we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name, among whom ye are also called into the Lord Jesus Christ, all those in Rome, beloved of God, called to be the saints. Grace to you and peace from our God and Father, the Lord Jesus, and of the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank God through Jesus Christ for you all, since um, that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. So the gospel is spoken of throughout the whole world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers, making a request of any means now the length that I might have some prosperous journey by the will of God to come unto you. For I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gifts, that at the end you may be established. So the gospel establishes us. That is, that I may come, uh, uh, be comforted together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. Now I would not have... You ignorant brethren, that oft times I have purposed to come to you, but was here uh, less hitherto that I may have a fruit among um, among you also, and even among other Gentiles. I am a debtor of the Greeks and of the barbarians, both wise and to the unwise. 
so that as much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome. This is um, this is a powerful verse that's coming up, verse sixteen. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus of Christ, for it is the power of God unto everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and to the Greek also, or to also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. For as it is written, the just shall live by faith. So the word of God enables us to live the Christian life through the proclamation of the gospel. And the gospel reveals us to the grace that is found in Christ that empowers us to live out our Christian life, which is the Holy Spirit, which enables us to live the Christian life. And so we must then develop several things in order to um, to engage into this world. Uh, I like Corinthians where it says, the natural man cannot obtain the things of God, neither does he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So the, the, you have to be able to compare spiritual things with spiritual. It says in um, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 13 through 15, which things we also speak not in words which a man's wisdom teacheth, but that which the Holy Ghost teacheth. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual things, but the natural Natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged by no man. The word of God uh, causes spiritual discernment to arise in our hearts. And these scriptures are pivotal to us growing and in the nature of God. If ye abide in me and my word abides in you, you can approach God through through a lens of understanding that you have purposely and personally developed in your life to be be devoted to the things of God. Now, my commendation to you as children of God is is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 20-23. It says, My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my saying. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto them that find it, and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. And so, listen, God also reminds us in the early part of that chapter that he taught um that that through the wisdom of God, he has taught us and said unto me, let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments and live. So, get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not. Neither uh, decline from the words of my mouth. So my commendation to you today is to develop a reverence toward the word of God. And if you cannot believe what is written, you will not receive what should be perceived out of the Spirit. So the disciplinary factor of the Word of God is established in us devoting ourselves to the written Word of God. And we as Christians must learn in this life how to be diligent seekers. If we seek, we shall find. If we knock, opportunities will be available. And if we ask, we will get the answer. Glory to God. But if we don't do those things, if we don't pursue those things, then we will miss out on a quality of life that God has established for us to achieve. Now, when you begin to engage into the written word of God, several things happen to you spiritually. First, you get spiritually nourished. You get spiritually nourished. 
You get um, the word of God is seen as something that will make you grow and fulfill a hunger for righteousness to resolve whatever is wrong in your life and to correct it and align it to the passions of God's word. Then not only will you get spiritually nourished, you will also get spiritually sensitive. You will develop through the discipline of constant application of the word of God in your personal everyday affairs. You will develop a passion to keep a communication and conduct that is consistent with the heartbeat and the hearing of the Holy Spirit. So not only will you get discernment or nourishment, but you'll get sensitivity, but also you will get discernment. Discernment. You will be able to recognize and it will help you distinguish exactly what God has for you, whether it, it is right or wrong, whether it's applicable or non-applicable, whether you are to approach it or you to are to, to refrain it, because you will see as he sees, because you have heard him say what he said. And as you begin to do what he has told you to do, see, to love Jesus is to do what he says. That's what the scripture lets us know. So as a, a result of in acting on the word of God, we begin to recognize clearly what is of God and what is not. And that process is called spiritual discernment. But when all of those things are matured and perfected in God's love and established through the guidance of the Holy Spirit, then we not only get spiritual nourishment and spiritual discernment and spiritual sensitivity, we also get spiritual authority. Spiritual authority. And that means God can trust us and trust us with authorized assignments of, 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 uh, of objectives and outcomes that once we enact, because he has confidence in our ability, he will enable us to, to work out his plans. And as a result, we are authorized to function just as he functions on the earth. The Bible says when we, are give, when we come into the kingdom of God, is not in word, but it's in power. And the words that he speaks, they are spirit and they are life. When God can entrust you with the word of God, based on your discipline of learning what is written, then he will give you a perception so you can perform for him. Hallelujah. So first God provokes us through the word of God. We develop a pattern of study in the word of God. And then God entrusts us with his power and it provokes us to exemplify his standards on the earth so we can perform just like he would perform. And that's what spiritually authorizes us to exist as children of God. And the Bible tells us to let our light. What is our light? The word of God. The interest of thy word giveth light. So the word of God that we have hid in our heart that we might not come short and slack concerning the promises of God is what we let shine. We let it shine because the word of God affects our lives. We've retained it in our minds and in our hearts. And we've endeavored to, to, to rely on the Holy Spirit to translate his truths so we can walk it by faith and not by sight. And as a result, not only do we get spiritually authorized, but we get perfected. Because the love of God is perfected in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And we are perfected. We are brought to maturity in Christ. Perfection in the word of God. Um, uh, in the word of God is not indicative, uh, indicative of, of a quality where you get no flaws, but it's, uh, it's where you attain superior maturity based on your alliance to the permitted will of God. And as a result of you acting on the permitted will of God, he perfects the things that concern you. 
Hallelujah. And so the word of God, not only, so, so there we see five things. We see that God's word gives us spiritual nourishment. It gives us spiritual sensitivity. It gives us spiritual discernment. It gives us spiritual authority. And then it also gives us spiritual perfection. This is just as a result of just learning the written word of God. Because if you can't believe what is written, you won't learn how to um, operate on that which is perceived. And as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. God wants to write the laws of his and the intents of his heart on your heart. But the only way that he can do that is by going through your head. Hallelujah. And that's why he tells you to meditate on the word of God. So that that can get in your thought process, and then it can wake up, and, and, and that connection of the Word of God engaged in your thought life will spark a reverence and a revelation of God. Why? Because your spirit man is hearing what is familiar to him. Your spirit is the candle of the Lord. It's perfected in God. It already understands all things. That's why you don't need any run to really teach you the Word of God, but you do need to be able to be receptive to when the word of God is coming forth. Now, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And the Bible also goes on to say, how can they hear without a preacher? And it tells you to align yourself to the word of God. So here are some things that you can do to develop a spiritual learning habit. Some things that you can do to develop a spiritual learning habit. Number one, you can develop a spiritual library of resources. Develop a spiritual library. Start with the Bible. And then, and then once you start with the Bible, you ask the Lord and through prayer what authors and what, what material you can get to help you understand the Bible. Uh, the, the, the library should always begin with the, the, the things that help you define. I buy a, a library without a dictionary is a scary place because there's a lot of liter literature that you won't be able to translate unless you understand the words. And our, our, our dictionary for the believer is the Bible. And the Bible is, is, is the foundational uh, place that we go to bring all things under, under divine alignment and alliance to the things of God. And, and, and before we apply anything to our lives and call it spiritual, we, we make certain that it implies and adheres to the basis of the Word of God. But if the Word of God is not in your library, and you're listening to all these tapes and you're listening to people on TV, you'll get mixed up in your own life and not be able to apply what you need to know to be enabled to live the Christian life. And God wants you to be enabled to live, glory to God, the Christian life. So you want to develop a spiritual library. Number two, you want to divide the, a time out daily to learn from that system. So you start with the Bible. You start with your notes. Date and outline your notes. Uh, give yourself a system. Ask the Holy Spirit to envelop a system in you to where you learn how you study the Bible. Do you get what I'm saying? I use the principle of five. I find at least about five passages, and I get about five points from each of those passages and see if they correspond with each other on a subject matter, and then I, I calculate that, I type it, I write it down, so when I go back to reference it, it becomes revelation because it's, an or, it's organized. It's organized because I've already had an initial conversation with God about it. And then God can bring things to my remembrance about things and, and qualify and amplify and grow on the system because I have a library. And from that library, I set out time to learn the systems in that library. 
And then you only build on your library when God has enabled or established an emphasis on some on a subject matter that he wants you to get books from for or develop on. Amen. So a lot of times people go into engage their spiritual study without really having a defined biblical system. First of all, they don't understand the Bible that they read. Get a Bible that you can read and understand. Uh, translations are, are, um, are good. At, at some point in time, you want to use um, one of the older translations so that you can learn ex- what, what was first penned. And then from there, compare the, 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 the oldest translation with some of the newer versions that have some emphasis on there that have been achieved through authors that have amplified what has already been qualified in the scriptures. But the scriptures were preserved um, in a certain text, in a certain tense, because there are, there are even connotations behind words in the Jewish and, um, and the Greek language that have imprints that don't necessarily agree with Western terminology and connotation. So it's important that you get some things like um, some uh, Greek and uh, Hebrew uh, um, translated um, tools to help you understand the intent behind the content. And then also, you want to deepen the study with incorporating prayer, meditation, and fasting. That's thirdly, prayer, meditation, and fasting. You want to deepen uh, that study by incorporating prayer, meditation, and fasting. Hallelujah. And then after that, you want to detach from others um, uh, 